You're listening to Beyond the Image, the podcast dedicated to helping you develop beyond the image in your creative career. Here's your host, photographer, public speaker, and business coach, James Patrick. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to Beyond the Image. This is our third episode recording here and the first ever interview we're doing on this show for some many that I'm excited to bring you. Um, Going to jump into the interview here pretty quickly. Uh, Got uh, Jeff Carpenter from Ready Light Media and This is one of those interviews that we just talked about so much. Um, We talked about going down unknown roads, uh, overcoming excuses that slow us down, having that willingness to fail, um, defining a style, separating your style from technique, uh, getting past haters. uh, I mean, the, the, the benefits of proactive marketing versus reactive marketing. I mean, this is an episode just chock full of information and inspiration. I'm really excited to share it with you guys. Uh, before I jump into that, wanted to give a big announcement. Uh, if you have not yet, head over to jamespatrickworkshops.com or jamespatrick.com forward slash workshops. Take you to the same place. And my new lighting tutorial is out. It is available. It is called Lighting the Athletic Form. It's over two hours of footage. I go through studio lighting for both male and female subjects. I go through location lighting. Uh, You can see the entire behind the scenes of how I build my photo sets to shoot both the interiors as well as the covers of the sports and fitness magazines that I work with. Definitely check it out, jamespatrickworkshops.com or jamespatrick.com forward slash workshops. Let me know what you think about it. Also, if you have not yet, tell a friend about the Beyond the Image podcast. We want to hear from you guys. Want to know how we are doing? Leave us a review on iTunes. We are excited to hear from you. All right, without further ado, here's my interview with Jeff Carpenter. I'm excited. I got Jeff Carpenter on the line. How's it going, Jeff? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely, man. So uh, the reason I'm, I'm excited about this interview is because this just shows what really social media is all about, which is adding the social to social media. I had found you uh, through Instagram or you had found me. I'm not, I'm not sure who found each other first. Yeah. but we, <laughs> Doesn't matter at this point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we started following each other's work and, and uh, uh, certainly became an instant fan of yours. And uh, uh, your work stood out to me, and I'm, I, I want to dive into a little bit about how you work as an artist, the work you do as an artist, what your mission is as a creative, but uh, just wanted to get a little bit of a backstory. Uh, what got you uh, to have a camera in your hands for the first time? Yeah, well, that is kind of a, I wouldn't say a convoluted story, but it's a, it's a kind of an unnatural one, I guess. I, uh, I went to school, my degree was actually in audio production. I went to like a the Art Institute here in Nashville, Tennessee. And I loved that aspect of, you know, the arts and, and I wanted to do audio, I wanted to do sound for film. And in order to graduate, I had either the choice of a culinary class or a photography class. And all my friends were taking a photography class. So naturally I did that. I loved it. I tried not to, <laughs> just to just to justify my degree that I had just uh, finished. But that's really where it all started. I mean, it's kind of, that's that simple. I, uh, I, I kind of, I think it was a, I mean, it was like literally a point and shoot camera at, uh, that I had for the class, you know, but just the, uh, what I could do with it was, uh, was, was a ton of fun. And there was a lot of 
foreseen kind of opportunities that I that I saw. So, and then one day my parents kind of randomly bought me a camera for Christmas. Just and that's really where it took off from there. Uh, it, it wasn't anything that I had dreamed of being as a kid, but I mean, I I loved that like the journey that I took to get there was a little bit different in it what I you know because I have almost no interest in in the audio side of things now but I went to college for it so I think if maybe if I had gone to college for photography I probably wouldn't be as passionate about it so I think that it came on a little later in life I was able to kind of see the joy in that uh from through different eyes I guess and after that I started I dove pretty dove in pretty quickly um I shot a lot of events starting out just because I wanted to do something that made me money and, and was still somewhat creative in the sense of I was using a camera and it just kind of built from there and it's uh, it's still growing. It's, I'm still figuring out what I want to do and I'm still, you know, trying different things out and and yeah, it's, it's just been a fun, fun journey, but I haven't, uh, there wasn't any crazy, you know, coming to Jesus moment of like, I must be a photographer. It, it literally, <laughs> it happened very organically and, and quite frankly, on accident. <laughs> mm-hmm. God, it's funny how that, that happens. Like I, I'm, I want to dive into this idea of these unknown roads or unknown doors. I mean, you went to college for audio engineering. I actually went to college for journalism, uh, but I did not spend much time working as a reporter before a camera was thrust in my hands. And it sounds like you didn't spend much time on a mixer board before a camera was put in your hands. But I am curious, what have you ever thought like how things would be different had you done culinary instead of photography? Uh, I would probably be working at a restaurant as a server. <laughs> maybe, but like, I mean, maybe not. Maybe it no, was. I, you, know, uh, you never know. It could have. I could be some chef at this point. Another yeah. another unknown an unknown door. Um, yeah. I'm I'm just curious. Like, what is the DNA behind like? taking a surprise like that because that is a surprise where it's like oh no this this is something new I did not expect this but I I love this what does that feel like for you during that time to just want to pursue this this really unknown venture I it's kind of tough because at that point in my life I mean I guess I was 21 22 I was still super immature not that I'm remarkably mature now, but, uh, <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, I don't think I had realized at the time, like what I was dealing with, like what was presented to me. Cause I, cause I, if I had known that I probably would have dove in a lot, a lot quicker. I, I kind of tiptoed in at first and then it, it, it ended up kind of snowballing after a little while, but it, it was never a just, this is it. I'm just diving right in. Uh, I kind of wish I had, that would have been probably solved a lot of uh, problems (laughs) early on in my career of kind of just not being sure or not thinking that I was any sort of, you know, what is making people like, why would someone pay me to do this as opposed to the other thousands of people out there? I think Mm. there was a bit of self doubt at first. And I kind of wish that I had, you know, like I said, dove in a little quicker, and then I and just been a little more confident uh, in in the work I was doing. Because at the same time, you know, the my lack of confidence really made me become a you know a 
perpetual student of photography and, and always constantly learning new things to help myself stand out. So I think there's a little bit of that where I'm, I, it helped, but it also kind of hurt in a way, if that makes sense. It's such a precarious balance and, and it resonates with me because, and, and my guess is for others listening to this is going to resonate for them because so often we come up with all these reasons and excuses to uh, slow ourselves down because when it becomes too real, then we're on the hook for it. And if we're on the hook for it, we can fail. Uh, so like, you know, when someone comes up to you and says, Hey Jeff, what do you do? Maybe you don't say right away, you know, I mean, this is, you know, 21, 22 year old Jeff, maybe you don't say right away. Um, I'm a photographer. Maybe you say, Oh, I'm going to school for, or I just graduated with audio engineering or, you know, or yeah, I would, I would, I would label myself based on what was most relevant and current and really what was safe. Right. Exactly. Cause I don't want to be, Oh, I'm a photographer. Mm -hmm. Oh, sure he is. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So, and that's that's the really funny thing about. I did the same thing with marketing. I worked in marketing after college, and when people say, "Hey, James, what do you do for a living?" I work in marketing. It wasn't until I got to know them and and maybe realized that they weren't really going to judge me or laugh at me that I'm like, "Oh, I'm also a photographer." But it's it's one of those things where it's just like I look at them like, "God, I wish I would have said that earlier." Because the second I said. I'm a photographer. It was a game changer for me. Like how I viewed what I did, how I viewed something that was a side hustle or hobby or, you know, whatever you want to call it, all of a sudden turned into something I owned and owning it just feels different. And that moment when you realize that it's not just a hobby, is like something special too. I think, you know, I don't, I don't know that there was a specific moment for me, but kind of realizing it and, and, convincing myself like yeah this is something I can do and this is something that I want to do and I will do once once that mindset came into play everything kind of just all my self-doubts and and concerns kind of just went away and I was able to focus on you know my business and my in my art rather than pleasing people do you think that just comes from just doing like just trying things out and just like maybe stumbling a little bit. And the more you stumble, the more you get the courage and the more you kind of really just get that strength in your legs. Most definitely. I mean, you, you, if everyone, or if you didn't have these moments where you fail and where you, you do things poorly or incorrectly or wrong or, or, you know, just something that you, you don't grow. If, if you're already the best, then you're already the best. And, And if, or, or then if you perceive yourself to be the best, mm, yes. then you, either you are remarkably arrogant or, <laughs> or you, <laughs> or you, you know, you, it might be what's the best in your eyes, mm-hmm. but not the best to what your potential could be. I, I, this resonates with me because I just see so many people on, on really on one side of the fence or the other, which is the one side of the fence is they're too scared to stumble at all. You know, and it's just it's just easier just to have a private Facebook page that they only show their mother of my work or 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 to hide behind social media, period. Like, I, you know, I'm just going to have my Facebook page, but I'm never going to call a client on the phone. I'm never going to pitch myself. I'm never going to, you know, go to be in a place of vulnerability, like shake a client's hand. I'm just going to hide behind this, this facade of social media. And then I guess the other side of it is uh, people who don't think they have anywhere else to go, who think they've learned it all, which how could you? Right. I mean, there's, 
you literally can't, especially with just like technology constantly changing. Every time they come out with a new camera, you got to learn something new or, you know, whatever. It's, 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 it's the mentality and the mindset of that, that honestly makes me feel good a little bit as a business. And I know those people typically aren't going to be that much of a threat on the business side because they think they've made it and they think they're, and then they'll stop. And that's as far as they'll go. Mm -hmm. Where if you think that I have something to learn, I have, I have these, you know, possibilities and these, this potential, then, then you're, that's where you start to grow and you, you're always constantly getting better. I, I think I have this kind of mentality of, you know, the, the most recent image that I've taken in theory should be the best image I've ever taken. Is that always true? Of course not. But I think that you, you need to have that mindset of, I always am striving to be better and I always want my newest thing to be the best thing that I've ever done. And that's kind of what drives me. I don't know about everybody else, but you know, for me it's, it's having that I want to surpass my previous what I've done in the past. I want to make better art. I want to make better work, take better photos. And in turn, I think that turns into, you know, people notice that. So I feel like I'm getting off topic now. <laughs> no, no. It, 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 the reason it resonates with me, because I'm, I'm parlaying this into uh, my focus where I'm really bad at looking back at work I've already done. Like uh, I, I'm working with uh, one of my designers right now on a new marketing piece. And uh, the struggle we're having right now is she's forcing me to look at all my work. And I, str I do that the same time, you know, every time I have to update my website, I struggle looking back at all my work because I've already done it. Like it's, yeah. that, that's, that's what I did yesterday. And I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, what I'm thinking about is the shoot I have uh, this Friday and I'm already planning out what I want to do with that because it just, for me, it helps to be forward thinking with my work. And it sounds like that, that rings true to you. It's like, what can I do next? I've done this. Now let's right. see where I can push it even a little further to create something new that perhaps I've never done before. Yeah. Having that, you know, like you said, that forward thinking mentality is, is paramount. I mean, you have to do that because if you're always thinking back or, you know, regretting or whatever, it doesn't, that doesn't do you any good. But at the same time, on the other side of the coin, it's, I love looking at my old work sometimes and just to see like, wow like how this is how far i've come just to contrast I, it just to contrast you know i did oh gosh i i pulled probably what would have been like the first portrait session i ever did i found the files to it and i was just like i know i'm gonna do a re-edit of this and just compare oh nice <laughs> and see i mean there wasn't really much to work with anyway, so it didn't look that much different, <laughs> but, but it was, it was kind of eye opening of man, you know, it, it's good to see the growth and to see, you know, from this point in time to or that point in time to now, how much I have grown, at, you know, just as a photographer. It, but I, I think too, that could also be a hindrance in the sense of, look how far I've grown. I don't need to grow anymore. Mm. But going back mm. to, you know, what we were just talking about, I, I, I don't think that that's, you know, that's never been a issue for me, but it's, I, I'm constantly just getting ideas and inspiration from everything. And, and like you said, we found each other on social media. 
and that is one of the best things about social media is I can look at something and be like, that's an awesome idea. Like, what can I do with it? Tweak it a little bit, take it, you know, it's, it's not, I, I just, you just get inspiration from stuff. It's, it's, it, that's, that's an amazing tool to have. And it's, it's interesting because like there's, when I look at the body of work that you've put together, um, it's your photos. I'm just trying to think the best way to say this. There is a definite recognizable style across all your images. Like I can look at your images and know that, yeah, you shot that. However, all your images at the same time look different. That is a really hard thing to accomplish where you create work that is so different. Like every time you post new work, it's very different. Like sometimes you're in studio, sometimes you're using color, sometimes you're, you're, um, uh, use, you're shooting on location. Sometimes you're using harsh light. Sometimes you're using soft light. Sometimes you're using flare. Some, but yet they all still have a bit of your signature to it. So you're balancing the use of all these different techniques. And I think what it is, now that I've said this, uh, now that I've talked it out, I think what it is is your style is more signature to the emotion in, in your images, not necessarily on the technique of your images. It's so funny that you say that because people have told me that before and I, I don't personally see a style. I don't, it's just funny, like from an outsider looking in, you know, I guess I, it's a kind of subconscious style, if you will. I, I don't personally see it. I don't try to do anything. I guess you said it's kind of more of an emotional thing. And I, I, it was, I'll tell you this, it was not intentional. It's just, I guess it's kind of how I work, but it's, I think part of me, I'm, I'm trying to make things look different. I'm trying to do things con like constantly using different styles of lighting and stuff, you know, different stuff like that to, to make my work not, fall into one category or one niche or, or, or anything like that. But it's funny how you mentioned it. And like I said, other people have told me that before, but it's, it's funny that it still has, I guess, a style, which I don't know what it is, but. <laughs> well, I, I think, I think you're right. I think it is an emotional thing because when, when often I talk to other creatives about style, there's too much hookup on the technique. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, you, you say, well, what's your style? Well, I shoot against a white backdrop. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, Avedon kind of handled that like you know, that's his, what, what's your style? And it's like, well, I only shoot with gel lights. Okay. That, I mean, that's still, that's just a technique, uh, you know, or it's like, I solarize every image I've ever taken, you know, it's like, no, it's still, that's technique. I think, I think style is not something, I, I don't know if it's something that you actualize with intention. I think you have an intention to create a style and you, you emotionally work towards that. But I think the style evolves as you do things, as you challenge yourself, as you try things. And the style is so much more than just the camera you use or the way you set up your light. It is uh, really, it's, it's everything about the signature of your work. It's even how you interact with people. It's what you can pull out of your clients that perhaps another photographer with the exact same setup could not do. Yeah, it's funny that you bring that up because I do have, so a lot of my, uh, Instagram, you know this, but it's it's very, it's very on the educational side. It's it's I always post a behind the scenes photo of every or photo and setups with three D lighting diagrams and the, and the whole works. I I you know I'll, I'll give you pretty much everything other than 
what power my strobes were at. And it's funny how many people will ask me like, hey, like really great information. Like what was the power of your strobes? And to be honest, my answer is I have no idea. Mm -hmm. I kind of, I just shoot in the moment. I'm not, I don't meter. I don't, you know, take notes or anything like that. I'm shooting and I'm constantly <laughs> up and up in the, the, the power or lowering the power of my strobes. Yes. What, what looks good at the, at the time. So I don't know. I mean, unless I happen to accidentally capture it in my behind the scenes shot of what, and of the back of the strobe unit, I have zero clue. So anybody who's listening, you don't even bother asking. Cause I do not know. <laughs> it's, I, you know, this resonates with me. Okay. So I think there's a bandwidth of photographers or creatives. I think there's the, the ones who are very technically driven. Like I have a friend uh, who, like he, his studio will go with him anytime he goes to a setup because he can't use it if he left it at his studio is the mentality. And any image this individual takes is technically perfect. I mean, the light is perfectly metered. Uh, I mean, and not just one, every light is perfectly metered. The color is perfectly measured. Like he's, he's measuring color temperature uh, and he's, he's pulling it up and he, he, it's painstaking. I have a friend who works as his assistant and it's, it's a painstaking uh, process to see him create an image, but his images are technically perfect. I think the other end of it is you have photographers who are technically capable, but look their way through a photo. They feel their way through an image. They have the vision of here's what I'm seeing that I want to create and I'm going to build up. And, and I've always been more on that side. It sounds like you are too, where it's just like, yeah, I mean, you know, you set the light here and you put it here and I, I want it to be a little feathered. So I'm going to angle it here. If, if that's not feathered enough, I'm going to turn it another two inches. And if it's too high, I'm going to knock it down a little bit and maybe I flag it off. Maybe I don't, or maybe I like the flare, you know, I, and it's just like, I, I've always felt more uh, in tune with that workflow than with, you know, like I, I pull up, this is probably not something I pull out my light meter when I'm on a big commercial shoot and I only pull it out because <laughs> it looks good to a client. It, it means nothing to me. That's the only time I use my battery grip too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we 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 got to make this look professional here. Yeah. <laughs> so I want you mentioned your Instagram. I want to dive into that because you do give a lot of yourself in in your Instagram and you're sharing information. Now, the whole idea of sharing information that kind of is a little scary too because that fear will come up of who who am I to share this information? What was your first inkling that this is something you wanted to do or that this was important to you? That it's funny that you mentioned that because I that was my first thought is a who who am I or I am not important enough or I don't know enough to share the information. And I think partially I started doing it more out of a just backlogging <laughs> to go back to. Mm. Um, but it started gaining a little bit more, you know, it started getting shared on some of the, you know, like the ISO 1200 or the flash mates or, you know, the, the uh, behind the scenes feature accounts, I guess mm -hmm. what you call them. And, and I started, so started having a pretty good response back on it. And it, well, it honestly wasn't until seven months, six or seven months ago, really, that I started every single post was, was turned into a, here's a post, here's the behind the scenes with the lighting diagrams. Like that's when that started. I, I kind of did it from time to time, but it wasn't necessarily a, I went into it from the get go and that's what I wanted to do. So I think you're right. Partially, I, I, I was kind of, 
I don't feel like I'm important enough or I don't, I haven't been shooting long enough to, to be an authority figure, if you will, of lighting setups and technical know-how because partially I don't, I, I'm a very non-technical shooter. I, I, I know technical things, but I, it probably comes out, you know, 10% on shoots. And part of it's, I've been doing it long enough where I, it doesn't seem technical to me. It's kind of second nature. So I don't, I don't spend the time thinking about all the technical stuff, but going into it at first, I didn't have this whole idea of being a educator, if you will. I think now on my profile, it does say educator, Yeah, but it was not, it was not something that I went into. I mean, really, I went into it going, I want to be a photographer. I want to, I want to shoot full time. And this is what I want to do for a living. And the other side of sharing information, I was like, well, I don't want to share this information because then I'm giving it to all my potential, you know, uh, the word is escaping right now, but like my competition, you mm -hmm. know? So, but then I, this thing kind of hit me of if I have a client and they have choice between photographer A, who's me and photographer B, who's someone who follows me or, or just someone else. And I'm the one giving information out as a quote unquote expert and photographer B is the one that's like, oh, that's a really great idea. I think in a client's eyes, they look at, especially with the type of clients that I'm trying to attract, which are typically bigger, bigger clients on the commercial side, they're going to go with the, we have X budget, we want to go with the best. And that would be the guy who's then sharing the information to all the other photographers. So that's really where it kind of hit me is I should do this almost as like, a business technique rather than a, uh, I don't know. It, it, it was it like shooting in general. It wasn't necessarily a planned thing. It just kind of happened. <laughs> I think, well, I think so much of, of what we do, you have to try things. You have to experiment. You have to see what is resonating. Like, you know, when I first launched a blog 10 years ago, the idea was, Oh, well, maybe blogging could get me more business. Well, I'm 10 years into blogging and as, has it got me business? I'm sure, I'm sure it has. I'm sure it has, but, but my intention with the blog shifted, how I blog shifted, the, the content of my blog shifted. The first time I launched a podcast, it was, Oh, I could be a subject matter expert and I should have a podcast and, and it would be a lot of fun. Like, I think we do what we can't help but do. We do what seems interesting and, you know, fun at the time. And then all of a sudden it just evolves into something where it's like, Oh no, this is, this is this is real. This is something I'm doing now. Like, like when you, I, I'm guessing when you changed your Instagram to say photographer and educator, that's when it became real. Yeah, absolutely. And it's still, I still kind of struggle with the, you know, people that may not think that I have any authority to tell them things. And I think for those people, I probably don't. I mean, if you're, but there are people out there that I think appreciate what I do and in the information that I give and I am a people pleaser through and through and and it's tough for me sometimes when I get you know negative comments or just something like that it doesn't happen often usually but, but it does happen and it and does happen I, I want to dive into that because that's actually something I was thinking about this earlier uh, over the weekend people get hung up on negative comments because, like, and the reason I was thinking about it is because I just released a lighting tutorial uh, digital download. And it was something where we did a live lighting workshop. We filmed it and now I've released the download for, for purchase. And 
I'm I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, I promise there there's some photographer sitting on his computer right now giving me the middle finger, uh, for for whatever reason because creatives, for for all of our upsides, <laughs> we are wildly <laughs> jealous and angry at other creatives. I don't know where that comes from, but it's like. You know, you ask 500 photographers, you know, how many does it take to make a perfect image? One's going to make the image and 499 are going to say they could have done it better. And it's just like, I think for me, you know, as I started watching the orders come in, I was like, okay, my peace of mind is there are going to be people look at this and think, well, who's this guy to say what he's doing? I'm like, yeah, but I did it. Like you didn't do it. I did it. And it's not like that. I'm not, you know, pounding my chest. It's just one of those things like, I'm the guy who did this because I'm the guy who did this. And it's as simple as that. You, you, Jeff, you're the person who's doing this because you're the person who's doing this. Like, and it's not for everyone, your, your work, your style, your education. It's not for everyone. Uh, so for the people who want to rain on the parade, fine, like they will, but that doesn't detract you or should, that should not detract you from connecting to the people who are like, you know what, this is exactly what I've been looking for. And like, I guarantee there are so many photographers who look at, which by the way, if you have not yet head over to Ready Light Media on Instagram, to, looking at your diagrams, because it's not only education, you're giving like photographers inspiration, and really you're giving them the permission to try things that maybe they were not confident to try before. Yeah. And that's, that was really the whole thing. I'm like, you know what, I, I think, like I said, as a people pleaser, I think it, it makes me feel good when someone, when you do get the praise, not that I'm doing it for any sort of praise or anything like that. That is definitely not the case, but I want to help people. I mean, really the reason I started this, I think subconsciously maybe was uh, there, I'm completely self-taught. I mean, I'm a YouTube learner when it comes to photography. It's a, people are like, Oh, how'd you do this? Did you go to school for it? I'm like, no, I had the internet. And I just did it and I made a bunch of mistakes and, and then I just kept doing it. So that, I mean, that's really what you have to do. And I think it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't an overnight thing where I'm like, Oh, all of a sudden I, I can take these really awesome images. It was a lot of testing things out and, and probably wasting my friend's time taking bad photos of them. <laughs> and, but it was, it was a process and, and it's not a instant snap your fingers you're amazing it's but my goal was to here is a bunch of things that I did wrong here's what I did to fix it or and maybe you cannot make the same mistakes I did or something like along those lines Mm -hmm. I don't know there's not a specific tagline for it or anything but that was my initial goal was here's this here's the problems I ran into and this was kind of I just launched a youtube series uh called outside the softbox i saw that kind of it it was something i've been wanting to do for a long time and it it, it's still kind of unorganized i launched it just as a i was like you know what i just need to do it or else i will never do it (laughs) so so i was i wanted to eventually become a weekly thing but there's a lot of work that goes into it and i'm doing it all myself right now so I'm a lot of times my wife is, is filming the video and she's not a videographer. She works in finance. (laughs) So, so it it turns to be, I, you know, I'm editing the whole thing. It's a lot of work that goes into, I'm sure same thing with podcasts. There's a ton of work that goes into, you know, on the, on the back end. No, not at all. Super easy. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) 
but it's it, I I my initial going back to my point is I my initial thought was I want to help I just want to help people I want I want to do it in a completely unselfish manner I didn't even want I mean I have no intention even right now of of monetizing anything but I think it pays off in the sense of like brands start to notice and, mm-hmm. then, and you get gear without but, question yeah so I mean that's for now that's about where I where I'm at with the tutorial and online education as far as YouTube is concerned but I, I mean, I'm starting to do, you know, more workshops and I've, I've recently kind of dove into doing one-on-one lighting class or not even lighting class, just like photography classes in general, like as a mentorship is a hard word for me. Cause again, who am I to be someone's mentor? But that's kind of what it is. You know, just, uh, you have questions, I'll answer them on any, more of a coaching, not mm-hmm. even, you know, so I've started doing that a little more and, and it's just kind of, but that's the only part excuse me, that's even remotely monetized. I didn't go into it as a, how can I make money as a YouTuber or something? I went into it as what went wrong in the beginning of my career and how can I help people not make those mistakes? And that was it. And I think also having that little bit of self-deprecation keeps it authentic because it keeps you really relevant to to your audience where, you know, you're not standing up there like a, you know, and nothing against Art Schreiber, but to to acclimate to a position where Art Schreiber is shooting, you know, for MGM Grand and all these, you know, iconic, iconic posters, well, that that's a big jump right there, but you're creating real work that is just jaw dropping with simple solutions and, and you break it down and make it seem so easy and so attainable, even though so much of your work, tremendous amounts of thought have gone into it. Tremendous amount of trial and error. You just break it down in such a simple way to be like, Hey, look, you can do this too. And it's like, all of a sudden it's like, Oh, Okay, so I'm not leaping from, you know, this idea of like, oh, I, I photograph in my mother's basement to, uh, you know, I'm going to be on the MGM or, um, you know, the Warner Brothers backlot photographing Leonardo DiCaprio. It's, he, look, I, I, he did this in his backyard. I could do this in my backyard. Like, you, you, you make this so much more attainable and, and real, even though there's a lot that went into each of these things. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's... I mean, I, I definitely take time and, and a lot of thought goes into a lot of my stuff. I will say a lot of my best images were super off the cuff, though, <laughs> in my opinion. I think partially as, because as they all are. Yeah. you know, it was I maybe planned for something and I went into it this way and then that completely went off the rails and failed. But something even better came out of it. I think part so you know partially it's adapting to you know and, and not getting overwhelmed. I mean that's a huge thing that that separates photographers is is not getting overwhelmed in times where it's very easy to get stressed out because a light's not firing or <laughs> the weather's wrong or your camera lens isn't isn't connecting to your body. You just I don't know well, you got a bunch of stuff. Bring an extra body for those of you who don't. <laughs> that ever happens, <laughs> uh, just in case. So it, it, I think it's. I don't even know where I was going at this point. <laughs> but, well, I think 
it, it's interesting because the the thing that we keep cycling through on this, and it's 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 becoming really the the theme. If there were a theme for this for this conversation, it's that you have to at least try stuff. You have to. I think you have to be willing to not be perfect when you start. And that willingness to not be perfect when you start is what helps you get closer and closer and closer to actualizing what your vision is and what your interests are. Absolutely. I mean, you can't, hey, you can't go into anything thinking that you're the best because you will quickly be humbled <laughs> and, and you will realize you aren't. But it's, it's in everyone's best interest to, to just kind of roll with the punches and, and, and make mistakes and, and you'll, you'll grow more and you'll become a better photographer or better at really anything you're doing. If you stay just a little bit humble and you, you're constantly learning and you can never be the best at everything. I'm sure there's, well, and it's all subjective when it comes to photography. Mm -hmm. Sure. There's probably someone who is technically the best photographer ever, but no one knows who they are. Sure. <laughs> or, or whatever but it, and it's all about it's in the eye of the beholder if, if someone if, if someone thinks that my work is amazing and some other work you know or vice versa somebody thinks my work's terrible which i'm sure there are definitely people out there i you know no one's been rude enough to tell me <laughs> but, <laughs> you but, know and it, it's you don't funny. need to <laughs> yeah but yeah uh, at ready light media yeah. um it's funny you say I the beholder. I used to, you know, um, early in my career, I interned or assisted this other photographer, uh, fashion photographer, and he used to tell me uh, a similar thing, but he would say, I am the check, I, uh, beauty is in the eye of the checkbook holder. Uh, because the person who writes the check determines what they think is beautiful. And our work, much, much like, much like our social media channels and what we're the information we're sharing, this podcast, your, 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 your Instagram, your new YouTube, which by the way, you already have uh, 1.6 thousand subscribers, which is amazing. I applaud you for that. Uh, it's not for everyone. It, and, and the idea is not to try to make what you do for everyone, because if you try to make what you do for everyone, you're not going to appeal to anyone. It's to have your your little nugget of a vision and what you want to do and what you want to communicate and what you want to talk about, what's important to you, focusing on that, making that the center of your world, the center of your work, the center of your imagery. And then it's finding the people that that aligns with and, and building those connections. And that's, that's what you do through your Instagram. And that's now what you're doing through your YouTube channel, which is growing the, the connection with the people who you are trying to target and not trying to make this for everyone. Yeah. And I think a big thing for me is, is I want to give people tools to create. I don't want to say this is how you do it. And this is how it's done because I do it this way. And you, every other way is wrong because that mentality is stupid and makes no sense. So my thing is, here's how I did it. Here's here. Like take with that, take from that what you will and go create something else. Or if you, you know, if you want to copy it, whatever, I don't care. But you know, it's, it's more of a, I want to give you the tools to then go do something that you want to do. That'll work for you rather than there's only like this camera brand is the best. This lighting brand is the only one that works. You know, my whole, I have a saying, I'm like, light is light. At the end of the day, yes, you can use a, you know, $2,000 pro photo head or a 
$30 speed light and you can get a virtually the exact same image in sort of, (laughs) but, but it's, but light is light. It's, it's not a expensive gear is better than non-expensive gear. It's not a, it's about how you use it and what you, what using what you got. It's, it's, I didn't start off with, I still don't, I mean, I shoot with Paul Buff strobes and they're, you know, on the cheaper end of the pro level strobes and, and that's fine, but they work great. And, and I wouldn't shoot with anything else probably uh, because they, they do what they need me to do. And, and the customer service there is amazing and the company is great. And that's honestly going to keep me a customer of theirs forever. But it, it's, it's about, you know, people will look like, well, that they don't have high speed sync or they don't have this. I'm just like, I don't know. I've never needed high speed sync for anything. I'm sure they would come in handy for some stuff, but it's one of those things where people get so hung up on these little technical details. It, you're, they- you're right. It's, and I, I laugh at it because like, so I have, I don't know. I, I go through palsy buff heads kind of like I go through water. Like I've, I've, I've broken more than I own. Um, and you know, it's just like, we just keep, we just keep, I don't even bother to get them fixed because normally when we break a light, it's because we were, we were on the side of a mountain and the sandbag didn't hold and the light went uh, 300 feet down a mountain. It's like, well, right. goodbye. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or, or, hey, let's attach a light to the ceiling because there's no way that's going to go wrong. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's one of those things where, yeah, if you get, I, I have, a, I don't know, a dozen or more palsy buff heads sitting at my studio. But then if I want, uh, you know, a, a super soft lit portrait and using my big Ellen Chrome indirect, well, then I got an Ellen Chrome light and I'm fine mixing them. And if I want my high speed sync, then I got my interfits and I can mix those in too. Like just, just and people get so hung up on like, you know, specific gear, just get it. If you want it, just get something else. Like it doesn't matter as long as you're doing something that, that you're, you're at, you know, you're completing that vision. Unless of course, Palsy Buff wants to sponsor this in which Palsy Buff lights, the best lights that you can, you can get in which case, yeah, I will take your sponsorship check. Absolutely. So you're, you're based in Nashville. Yes. And what, what is the, is there, is there a robust commercial market there? Do you have to find yourself uh, picking up work and traveling? Uh, where, where, where's your, like, kind of like your marketing uh, plans right now? So there's a big, mar- so I'm actually located in Franklin, Tennessee, which is like 20 minutes south of Nashville. I just mm-hmm. moved here, but, but I say Nashville because it's, you know, might as well be. So the, the great thing about, doing commercial work here is and i so to explain how my business is structured i guess it is ready light media has always kind of been a doer of all things and i kind of freelance out to certain figures i don't do graphic design but does ready light media do graphic design you betcha Absolutely. Uh, you know or or animation or i do some video work but i'm not the best that video stuff, but I have people that I work with that do. So it's, it's always been kind of a, my, my goal with it. And I'm, and I'm kind of in the process right now of, of rebranding is not the word, but restructuring it, it. So people kind of know that that's what we do. I think as of now, it's, I've been focusing so much on kind of the education side of it, which isn't even 
was never even an intention of Ready Light Media, but I used the platform that I had kind of built over over the years to kind of jumpstart it a little bit. So we tend to do, um, I don't honestly, like a lot of the business side, we do a ton of corporate events, honestly, um, which is not my favorite thing to do, but we do, we do quite a bit of just, I guess my point is Nashville is like a super growing city. So there's a ton of companies that are moving their headquarters here and in, in, in the process rebranding uh, almost from the ground up, which is amazing because that's the kind of people that I want to go after because they need, you know, they need new design, they need new headshots, they need new internal videos for HR, they need, you know, they need everything. And that, and we kind of encompass all of that and try and be like, hey, we do everything. So you don't need to go find 15 different companies to do 15 different things. Just go to us and we'll do everything for you. Um, you know, that's kind of on as far as Ready Light Media as a whole, that that's kind of our, our target is, is going after the the bigger companies that are that need a lot of work done and, and need help doing it. And that's and, kinda are, and you're you you seem like just on how you describe it, you seem a little bit more proactive. Like you, you mentioned you are going after this work as opposed to just hoping this work finds you. Yeah. And I you know, I'll be honest, I get complacent sometimes or if I get too busy doing one other thing, I might not be as proactive as I need to be. But but constantly, you know, we uh my wife and I, we, we started doing like a every Sunday, just sit down and kind of have like a business planning meeting of what we're doing this week. What's what we're, you know, just goals of in this process of restructuring, especially. Um, and then we'll, we'll continue that through throughout, but it's been, uh, it's been, it's been kind of a, I'm not a, I'm not a crazy business minded person, not saying they're crazy, but I'm, my, my brain does not work that way sometimes. And I've had to learn a lot. And a lot of the, you know, I said the mistakes that I made in the, in the process kind of growing into my, into myself and my business was a lot of me making mistakes and me doing things the wrong way. And I, 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 I luckily, you know, like I said, my wife, she's very, she's very business minded, very structured, very, uh, you know, well-educated in, in, in marketing and, and business and stuff like that. So she helps me to, but also she has a full-time job that she, she works in finance. So I, I love that she's able to help me a lot because I, I, I am more on the creative side. It's tough because being a, you know, a, a, like an entrepreneur and doing things a lot on your own, you have to, be able to do both and you have to balance both and it's mm -hmm. it's tough because you have to turn one side off at times and turn the other side on that you maybe don't want to because it's boring and sending emails and things like that so really just finding the the, the balance has been a challenge for me because yeah it w would it be awesome if i just woke up every day and did the most amazing creative thing ever and made money from it Yes, but that's not a <laughs> that's not a reality. Yes. You can't you can't like expect all of that just to come to you, which comes back to the being proactive part. If I want to do things that I want to do, I have to be proactive and find it. Yeah. And and you you actually hit on something that I think is really important, which is you you spend every Sunday to project, to plan, to brainstorm 
to project where you want this going. And on a weekly basis, you and your wife are writing the course of the ship and setting plans and setting intentions. Uh, you know, my fiance and I just, <clears throat> we, um, we were just feeling because, you know, we run James Patrick Photography. We, I, I own Patrick Creative Media, which is a graphic design studio. We have uh, Imprint Studio, which is the, the photo studio that we own, that, that I work out of. Uh, we have our annual Fiposium Conference, which is for fitness entrepreneurs. I have books I'm working on. I have workshops. I'm, I mean, there's just, there's so many things that, you know, and, and I'm hearing the same from you. It's like you have your photography business. Then you have Ready Light Media, which you're, you're sourcing out graphic design services and video services. And then you also, you you have uh, your Instagram, which is its own channel. I mean, really, it's its own channel. Then you have your YouTube channel. You have all these things that you're working on. And sometimes you just start to feel a little bit run down, a little bit uh, unmotivated, where it's just like, uh, you start going through the motions. And the best thing you can do is step back and say, where's this going? What do I want to achieve with this? Where, and, and unless you give yourself that not only physical space, but emotional, mental space, you can never see above the weeds in what you're doing. You're like, you'll always just be in the thick of it. But by taking that time every week to be like, where's this going? You are like allowing your brain to recharge, recuperate and re reinvigorate itself. Absolutely. You know, I mean, the worst thing you can do for a business is just put on autopilot mm -hmm. because it'll just run right into the ground. <laughs> so, or, or you run yourself into the ground. In right. The process. You know, exactly. So yeah, I mean, just kind of it, for me, it is a little bit, it's, it's, I just have to get into a different mindset when it comes to the business side of things. Cause I, mm. that's just not the way my brain ever worked, but I've had to learn it. And, and I think that's one thing that kind of holds people back maybe sometimes from, from, making the leap into going full time is because yeah, it's, it's work and it's not always fun work. It, it, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a job. It's not going to be all the glitz and glamor of, you know, being a fashion photographer, you're going to have, like, you have to find the work somehow and you have to deal with the clients and you have to do all that stuff. So it's not just a, like I said, wake up and shoot these amazing things every day. It's, it's, there's, work that goes into it. You mentioned earlier that you were planning for a shoot this Friday. It's there's planning, there's, you know, pre-production, all of this stuff that goes into a successful shoot that you're proud of and that creates an image or, or whatever it is that you're creating that you want to share with other people, which then in turn, hopefully will get you more work because you created this amazing, amazing product and this amazing image mm -hmm. that you, but it's, it's the work that goes into it before that. Like I said, it doesn't just happen. Sometimes it might, like I said, I, I, I tend to have my, my favorite images, at least usually tend to be off the cuff, didn't plan it, but I was planning on something else. So it's not like I just walked into a set and I'm like, well, I wonder what we're doing today. I at least had a vision and then it may have steered off course a tiny bit. Yeah, That's absolutely. More of what happens. <laughs> but <laughs> so one final question for you. The podcast is called Beyond the Image. And the reason I called it Beyond the Image is because it was kind of a, a war cry for myself and an encouragement to myself that, you know, when I'm doing work, I want to strive to go beyond just the images that I create. So I'm curious, uh, just as, as one last question for you, what are ways that you try to go beyond the image within your own work? I mean, I think partially what I'm doing with the, you know, behind the scenes stuff too, it, it kind of falls into that where I, 
I have my portfolio and here's these images, but then I'm, I'm, I'm going, I mean, in like the most literal sense <laughs> beyond the image of, of showing kind of what I'm doing. And that's almost like a release for me of allowing people to kind of see my process, which then I actually have started to get a little bit of business from Instagram. I, I would never intended on that, but I think really it's, it's, it's just a matter of, I, I think partially what I did with doing tutorial stuff is it was a release for me at least. And this is not answering your question at all, <laughs> but, but it was kind of a release for me as I can shoot whatever I want. I can be remarkably creative and do weird things with lighting and stuff like that. As long as I was teaching someone how to do something. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of my, my uh, plan was I can be creative and it's a creative outlet. Well, at the meantime, like I'm, I'm shooting a bunch of stuff that never sees my Instagram because it's a basic boring headshot that no one cares about. No one wants to see of a guy who probably didn't want to get his photo taken in the first place. Mm-hmm. So, so, and that is the reality of working in corporate a lot. <laughs> so, but I, I, I think with beyond the image, it's, it's, it's me taking those steps to secure the next job, to, to do something that's not related to photography whatsoever, that will then give me more freedom to be more creative and do things that I want to do. And I can create art that I want to create. And I want to do things that will, on a creative level, boost my business a little bit. But there, there are little steps here and there. Like I said, like this, you know, our weekly kind of business planning meeting is is in the truest sense of you know it's it's beyond the image of what we're doing like it has nothing to do with me clicking the shutter button but it has everything to do with being able to in the future absolutely no that 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 resonates so much and 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 i'm so parallel with you in that in that thought process of we have the work that we do to provide ourselves the opportunity to do the work that we love to do yes Absolutely. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for, for being on, on our show. It, it was such a pleasure to, to finally be able to, to chat with you. Like I, you know, like I said at the top of the show, we've followed each other for so long. So it's, it's always great to meet a fellow compadre, meet via, you know, <laughs> via a Zoom call, but meet a fellow compadre <laughs> in the industry and, 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 just, and just talk shop. So really, really appreciate you taking the time to just share a little bit of your background and, and your insights. And where can people, uh, we already mentioned your Instagram was uh, at Ready light media where can people find out more about your your, maybe your youtube channel your website uh where can they where can they learn more about you yeah well first thanks for having me i I really really appreciated you know being on here and uh but yeah as far as if you want to find me uh like james said the instagram is at ready light media and that's really most of my branding is ready light media so just google that uh or outside the softbox on youtube is the uh is the channel. So, and uh, yeah, with that, and then our website is readylightmedia.com. We are, it's live right now. It's, it's in desperate need of a redo. So don't judge me on that, but <laughs> as, it, as it, are it, all of ours, it's in the process. So <laughs> we're building it. Then we're, then we're switching hosts. So it's, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that's our, uh, that is how you find me. But I, like awesome. I said, I really do appreciate you, uh, you have me on and, and good luck with everything. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. 
Thank you for listening to Beyond the Image. For more information on James Patrick's work and live events, please visit jamespatrick.com or jamespatrickworkshops.com.